Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday, the 22nd of November, 2020, Christ the King Sunday. My name is Peter Walker, and Judith Meehan has contributed the Bible readings, and the St. Martin Singers have recorded the music we shall be sharing in this morning. Just keep a moment of silence as we come to worship together, wherever we may be at this time. Our opening hymn is All people that on earth do dwell Sing to the Lord with cheerful voice. Jesus says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. So let us, 
turn away from our sin and turn to Christ, confessing our sins in penitence and faith. God, be gracious to us and bless us and make your face shine upon us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May your ways be known upon the earth, your saving power among the nations. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You, Lord, have made known your salvation and reveal your justice in the sight of the nations. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, who in Jesus Christ has given us a kingdom that cannot be destroyed, forgive us our sins. Open our eyes to God's truth. Strengthen us to do God's will and give us the joy of his kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect for Christ the King Sunday Eternal Father, whose Son, Jesus Christ, ascended to the throne of heaven that he might rule over all things as Lord and King, keep the Church in the unity of the Spirit and in the bond of peace, and bring the whole created order to worship at his feet, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The reading today is taken from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 1, beginning at verse 15. Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet, and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills everything in every way. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our next hymn is Let All the World in Every Corner Sing My God and King.
Gospel reading today comes from Matthew, chapter 25, beginning at verse 31. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for the least of one of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger, or needing clothes or sick or in prison, and did not help you? He will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, please speak to us this morning as we look together at your word. In Jesus' name, Amen. The Sheep and the Goats, the story which we find in Matthew chapter 25. As Jesus tells this story, it is the scene of the most incredible power and majesty. All the angels are gathered to see the judgment. The Son of Man comes in glory and sits on a glorious throne. The Son of Man has sent out the angels to gather people from the four corners of the world. And now all the nations are gathered there. Just think for a moment what an incredible crowd that must be. As far as I know, the largest uh, paved square in the world is Tiananmen Square. 
It's about a hundred, uh, sorry, about a thousand meters long and about four hundred meters wide, and it can comfortably hold half a million people, maybe even one million. But Tiananmen Square, vast though it is, is nowhere near big enough. You'd need something thousands of times bigger to hold all the people in the world. Think not Tiananmen Square, but London. Imagine that everywhere inside the M25 motorway was grassed as one huge field. There you might gather all the people who have lived so far. But who knows how many more people will live between now and the end of time? Truly, a great multitude which no one can number. It will include everyone. It will include those buried at sea or eaten by wild animals or cremated. It will include everyone you've ever heard of, from the most famous to the least, from the Aztecs to the Zulus, from the poor to the super rich, Shakespeare, Einstein and the Archbishop of Canterbury, you, your family, the person who sells the big issue in town, the fetus even, aborted at 20 weeks to the ruler of the most powerful nation on earth, like Trump. Saints like Mother Teresa and St Francis. Or tyrants too, like Hitler, Pol Pot, Idi Amin. It will include Christians, Jews, Muslims, atheists, agnostics, pantheists, animists, and all the followers of Eastern religions, the very first human to the very last. And there, Jesus, the Son of Man, with supreme magisterial authority, will divide the crowd into two. Now, Christians are generally, rightly, suspicious of the spectacular. Jesus was tempted by the spectacular and rejected it, if you remember, in his temptation in the wilderness. But this is the one exception. The visible bodily return of Jesus in all the glory of heaven to judge the living and the dead. There is no way that you can say that is anything other than truly spectacular. Even if the dreams of science fiction writers came true and the human race once one day inhabited an entire galaxy or many galaxies. Still, on this day, the angels will gather together every person from every place, from every time, and we will all stand before Jesus. And then, says Jesus, the king will say to those on his right, come. Notice in passing, how Jesus unselfconsciously tells us that he, the Son of Man, is king. King over all. Come, he will say, come, you blessed of my Father. In fact, the first thing Jesus said to the disciples was, come, come and follow me. Now the last thing Jesus tells us about is his come into God's kingdom.
the kingdom prepared from the foundation of the world. The kingdom of God has always been the plan of God. The kingdom of God is the ultimate goal of history. The kingdom of God is not an afterthought. The kingdom of God is not the little bit of extra after you die. The kingdom of God is the main event. Don Quixote was right. He said this world is messed up. The most important thing is the world to come. The most important question in the world is whether people's decisions now will bring them to the kingdom of God. The king, Jesus, says our decisions have consequences. What are those decisions on which he will base that judgment? Verse 35 and following, they seem so so simple. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was naked and you clothed me. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was sick. You looked after me. I was in prison and you visited me. In the 4th century there was a bishop called Chrysostom who pointed out something rather nice about that. He said, we don't see Jesus saying, I was sick and you healed me. Only I was sick and you looked after me. We don't see Jesus saying, I was in prison and you liberated me. Only I was in prison and you visited me. You see, what Jesus is commenting on are not big miracles, but little ministries. Jesus makes heaven open to the simplest people on earth. Not the great doers, but to all the little doers. Feeding the sick, sheltering the homeless, visiting those in trouble. These basic perhaps mundane, perhaps unflashy services, are given Jesus' highest honours. Of course, we always think that the greatest Christians are the powerful speakers, the charismatic healers, the miracle workers and the, the wonderful teachers and leaders. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom, but only he or she who does the will of my Father. Maybe our story today describes he or she who does the will of his Father. I'm sure that these little acts of service, these so-called six works of mercy, are an illustrative list, not an exhaustive list. There are many other ways in which you can serve and care for other people. There are truly as many human needs as there are human beings. Every person we meet is dying in some way for a drop of love. Jesus challenges once again all of his disciples to give up their small ambitions 
and redirect themselves to other people's service. As we hear this story of Jesus judging the world, may it challenge us afresh to find one way that we can care for someone this week, that we can serve someone else in need, that we can go out of our way to make a difference. What truly matters? Love truly matters, says Jesus. Amen. We take a bit of time now to listen to this next piece of music, King of Kings, Majesty. us pray. We pray that Christ may be seen in the life of his church. Jesus, Lord of the church, in your mercy hear us. 
You have called us into the family of those who are the children of God. May our love for our brothers and sisters be strengthened by your grace. Jesus, Lord of the Church, in your mercy, hear us. You have called us to be a temple where the Holy Spirit can dwell. Give us clean hands and pure hearts so that our lives will reflect your holiness. Jesus, Lord of the Church, in your mercy, hear us. You have called us to be a light to the world, so that those in darkness may come to you. May our lives shine as a witness to the saving grace you have given for all. Jesus, Lord of the Church, in your mercy, hear us. You have called us to be members of your body, so that when one suffers, all suffer together. We ask for your comfort and healing power to bring hope to those in distress. Jesus, Lord of the Church, in your mercy, hear us. You have called us to be the bride where you, Lord, are the bridegroom. Prepare us for the wedding feast, where we shall be united with you forever. Jesus, Lord of the Church, hear our prayer and make us one in heart and mind to serve you with joy forever. Amen. We join together in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn, I cannot tell why he whom angels worship should set his love upon the sons of men.
who has prepared for us a city with eternal foundations, bring you to the triumphant joy of the city of the great King. On the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.